It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. I'm Chris Russell, flying solo on this edition of LOWFT, but we will indeed hear from David Harrison, who's normally my co-host, as he sat down with Washington football team assistant coach Jennifer King. On behalf of USAA, we will have that interview with Jennifer and David coming up on this particular edition of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. We appreciate you, and we are free and available on all platforms, which you should know by now. Uh, again, you can follow David on Twitter at dharrison82. You can follow me on Twitter at russellmania621 and the podcast at LockedWFTPod. At Locked WFT Pod. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, again, we will hear from David and Jennifer King coming up in just a little bit. But the news of Tuesday is Joey Sly in, Chris Blewett out. Not a surprise. We told you last week, I uh, believe on the Wednesday episode during our modified uh, schedule last week that Joey Sly would be a name very much to keep an eye on. Uh, not trying to pound our chest a little bit or uh, pat ourselves on the back, Barry Horowitz style. But I okay, we'll take the credit. I, I didn't say for sure I knew that. Nobody had told me that. That was just logic, common sense. He was being let go by the San Francisco 49ers, even though Ron Rivera had said, hey, you know, look, we're uh, we're going to stick with Chris Blewett for now. Remember, for now is what he said last Monday, uh, the final day of media availability before the bye week, uh, and the day after the Denver game, and two blocks, and three blocks, and two games, and all of that stuff. And it made no sense that they would stay with Chris Blewett. It was just a matter of when they could figure out a way to fix it. And they did that on Monday by working out Joey Sly. Uh, as David and I told you about on the last episode, and now on uh, Tuesday morning, they made it official. Again, uh, not a surprise, not by any stretch of the imagination. There really is no debate here. Again, really the only debate centers around where they still, again, out of their mind or right for moving on from Dustin Hopkins. And again, not to sound like a broken record, I have no problem with them moving on from Dustin Hopkins. They made a terrible, terrible Awful mistake in going with Chris Blewett, somebody who hadn't kicked in a competitive situation in six years, meaning a competitive game situation. Uh, clearly, Joey Sly was not available at that time, but there were others that were available at that time. Veteran free agent kickers uh, and uh, the Jaguars that day, quite honestly, had let Josh Lambeau go. Now, he's a little bit banged up, so uh, that's all part and parcel. But who is Joey Sly? Well, uh, as we told you about last week, Joey Sly kicked 
at Stafford, Virginia High School. So he's a local boy. Uh, I used to go through Stafford all the time on my way uh, to FedEx Field and to the former Redskins Park, which is now the Inova Sports Performance Center. You get the whole uh, deal. So he kicked at Stafford High School, uh, went on to a very good career at Virginia Tech, has bounced around uh, to uh, so far in, in the NFL. And, and that's not a surprise. A lot of kickers obviously do that. Um Joey Sly has been with Carolina in 2019, as we mentioned, replacing Graham Cano. So that's where he, uh, of course, worked with much of the staff and Ron Rivera and Marty Herney. Uh, he's been with the New York Giants uh, because, well, of course, wherever Graham Cano goes and gets hurt, <laughs> then Joey Sly goes uh, or Joey Sly goes to try and beat him out. Uh, and he also has been with San Francisco. Uh, and Joey Sly is a guy that, again, listen, is not going to wow you and knock your socks off with 55 yarders or anything like that. He's just not. He's just not. Um, but what he is going to do, what he is going to do is at least give you a young veteran option that you did not have in Chris Blue. Now, that doesn't mean that it's going to be successful. Joey Sly could struggle and struggle badly. This year, this year, um, kicking for Houston earlier in the year, Joey Sly uh, kicked in three games, missed one extra point attempt out of eight, was three for three field goal-wise in a win over Jacksonville to open up the year, 0 for one against Cleveland on the road, and one for one in his final game with Houston against Carolina. Then they move on from him. He catches on with San Francisco because of an injury to Robbie Gould. He comes in and misses two extra points in just four attempts, two extra points in four attempts. Now, I understand, I understand that extra point attempts are no longer the automatic that they used to be. They still should be automatic, quite honestly, from 35 yards or 34 yards or whatever it is. Now, Joey Sly did, however, and this is something that is encouraging, Go one for one in his first game with San Francisco as a uh, on field goals. Two for two against Indianapolis. And that was, remember, that monsoon of rain Sunday night game. And then at Chicago, in his final game, Sly, while he missed, again, another extra point attempt and two out of four while in San Francisco, which is, hmm, and three of four on, and, and, and three already this year, I should say. Joey Sly did go four or five on field goals at Soldier Field for the 49ers. So whatever that tells you, I mean, it tells you that, look, he's got to be better than Chris Blewett. He's certainly more experienced than Chris Blewett, right? I mean, who are we kidding? Again, he started his NFL career in Carolina with Ron. Went back to Carolina, even after Ron was gone. But remember, Marty Herney was still there. And he kicked for them in 
all 16 games in each of 2019 and 2022, uh, 2020, I should say. He was in 2019 as a rook. He was overall 31 out of 35 on extra point attempts. Again, that's still a little bit dicey to me. Had a 94.3% touchback percentage. And overall was 25 of 32 in terms of field goals. With three of those seven misses coming from 50 plus. So, uh, you, know, you know, again, Joey Sly's not the most booming of legs, but not everybody's going to hit every 50 yarder. As a matter of fact, I, I care much more about what you hit under 50 than what you hit over 50. And in that first year, Joey Sly missed one under 30, which is a little bit nerve wracking, and three from 40 to 49. Now, in 2020, back with Carolina, again, Ron's already up here. Joey Sly missed again another one under 30, 11 of 12 from 20 to 29. Was perfect from 30 to 39, 10 of 10. 7 of 8 from 40 to 49, but only 1 out of 6 from 50 plus. That's a little bit scary. 29 of 36. So Joey Sly has missed in his career so far. 16 field goal attempts, 65 of 81, 65 of 81. That's a 80.2 field goal percentage. From an extra point perspective, Joey Sly is a career 88%, 73 of 83 place kicker. You know, again, that's not horrible. I'd like it to be 90 plus. He was 90.1% in his two years combined in Carolina, but obviously, again, has struggled this year. We mentioned he is. Uh, he has already missed three extra point attempts this year. Now, by the way, so is Dustin Hopkins. So. I mean, that's just what it is. That's just what it is. There is no doubt that Joey Sly is a major upgrade from Chris Blewett. Will it work out long-term? I, I have no idea. But it's better than it was. And give Ron Rivera and his staff credit for fixing an obvious wrong. They were dead wrong for going and trusting Chris Blewett. Dead wrong. And that was exposed very quickly. They were absolutely wrong. There's, it, it was not justifiable to take a kicker who hadn't kicked in a competitive game situation in like five and a half years, six years. They were wrong. But at least they fixed a wrong, whether it works or it doesn't work. Remember, Joey Sly, again, has missed three extra point attempts this year. So has Dustin Hopkins already. Two with Washington and one just the other day. All right, so that's the big news, if you will, of the day. Oh, by the way, Sadiq Charles uh, on the COVID-19 list, he is vaccinated, I believe. And so he would have to pass two positive tests or uh, have two negative, I, I should say, tests uh, before Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But he's not likely to play uh, if Sam Cosme is back. We'll get a better idea of Cosme as the week goes along. 
uh, and Cornelius Lucas, who was at least limited in an unofficial capacity on Monday. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Coming up next, my co-host, David Harrison, caught up with Jennifer King, a history maker herself, and of course, uh, a part of Ron Rivera's staff, both in Carolina and here, working with Randy Jordan and the running backs. You'll hear from Jennifer on behalf of USAA next with David, uh, right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. All right, guys, Washington football fans, I'm Chris Russell with an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just get down, just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and you're going to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Again, download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. You're going to get up to 50%, 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drop a lot are making up to two to $300 per month in cash back, especially with the cost of gas. That is huge. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon, other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. You're going to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, promo code TOUCHDOWN. GetUpside. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get a tasty, affordable meal. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, flying solo sort of on this particular podcast. David is uh, off of the the hosting part, uh, but he caught up with Jennifer King, the Washington football assistant and um, really trendsetter, quite honestly, and wanted to bring you that conversation right here and right now, David, with Jennifer King. Uh, but you've been working with USAA on a special Veterans Day message uh, the video is out there for everybody to uh, to see if they want to it'll be in the article that i write as well uh, i've seen it and it, it's a it's a great message of course and uh, I'm, I'm actually an 18 year member of usa myself so i always love the, the messages the usa is, is sending out anyway but how is it spending the day 
uh, with two women veterans and, of course, uh, Coach Locus as well there at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Uh, and what have your impressions been of how women in the military kind of relate to women in sports? Yeah, it was such a, a great experience to um, shoot down in Tampa over the summertime and to meet them. You know, um, Vanessa and Yankers were awesome. You know, I think it was, it was one of those things where – they wanted to hear our NFL stories, but we were way more interested in hearing their stories as well. So um, for USS, USAA to bring us all together, um, it was definitely a great experience for us. And just to meet each other and, and share stories. And, you know, you talked about women in sports and women in the military. You know, there's a lot of a parallel there just because of there's still breakthroughs happening. There's still breakthroughs left um, to, to take place. So I think um, for them to, to accomplish what they've accomplished and, um, you know, for, for Coach Locust and I to do what we've been able to do, it, it's been really cool for us to all meet and, and talk. Yeah, and, and you talk about the kind of everything that's expanding here, uh, you know, in the country, in the, in the world, really, with women. And I, I kind of want to share a story. I mean, war stories are always fun, right? But I wanted to kind of share with you as well. Uh, when I went to Afghanistan in 2005, my company commander, my first sergeant, my platoon leader, and my own gunner were all women. Um, and I can tell you that it was not talked about a single day in training and preparation and during the deployment. They were just soldiers. We were out there doing what we needed to do. And I think that's kind of the focal point. That's the goal, I think, for everybody, right, is eventually it's not something that is so much spotlighted, but something that's just the norm uh, because, you know, human beings are all capable of doing uh, the jobs at hand. And, and But in the meantime, I think it's important to spotlight these, these impressive feats. Uh, and the video titled Women at First really does a good job of doing that and showcasing how each of you are expanding kind of the perception of women uh, in historically male-dominated spaces. I think it's incredibly important. Coach Locus of the Buccaneers kind of mentions it in the video, and I've heard her say it before, uh, but did you ever kind of put in your mind that you were going to be blazing a trail for other women or, or little girls or young women kind of looking up to you who might follow in your footsteps? Or has that kind of just been a positive side effect for you, just putting in the work to achieve what you set out to do in your life? Uh, yeah, it's definitely been kind of a side effect. It wasn't, wasn't something I – I set out to do or that I thought about. Um, it just kind of came with the territory. Um, but it's something that I think we all we all take very seriously because that representation matters. And um, it's important for us to do a really good job, you know, for the ones coming behind us. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely not something I set out to do, but mm -hmm. it's something that comes along with it. Yeah. And the military, of course, is, is very popular uh, for slogans and mottos. And USAA has done a good job of encapsulating that as, as they deal with military members and their family, of course, but football does the same. Basketball does the same. Uh, police officers do the same. So you are very, very well versed uh, in all of these aspects. I know that one of your own uh, kind of creeds that you hold to is just do the work, just, just focus on where you're at, kind of do that work. How do you translate that message uh, to the players that you mentor and how receptive do you think they've been uh, as you've climbed through the ranks of, of your professional career? It's so important to, to do that work. There's no shortcut to it. And, you know, obviously at the NFL level, everyone's so good. So everyone's doing the work. So how, how can you gain that little bit of advantage? And I think that's something that I set out to do is how can I provide our guys with just a little bit of advantage that, that may be the difference in, you know, being successful or not. So, you know, it, it's obviously tough to, to win in this league, but, you know, the margin of error is super small um, in each and every game. So I think it's important to share that message with our guys and make sure we're all on the same page. And I think they've done a great job receiving that. Absolutely. Yeah. No shortcuts and pretty much anything that you want to do that's worth doing. Right. And uh, if you have a player in your running back group right now that, that knows that probably more than most, it's Jared Patterson, an undrafted uh, young running back who has made quite the mark for himself early on here in his career. Career high, 11 carries in week eight before the bye week. Uh, is that is that a trend? Is that a sign of a trend? Should we expect more Jarrett Patterson? And then 
how do you think he's kind of adapted to the NFL life and really uh, taking on the challenges of being that underdog? JP has been great for our room. You know, he's been a great addition. Um, You know, his story is obviously special, him making it to play for his hometown team. Um, But he continues to work each and every day. We put an individual work before practice every day. You know, he's getting better and better. So, um, you know, he's not just a story. He's he's a great player. He's putting in great work. and, And I'm excited to see, you know, what he'll do for us in the future. I love the way you say that he's not just a story. He's putting in all the work. And I think that's something that everybody has to remember with your story as well, right? You're not just a story, Coach Locust, as well. You're out there in the trenches, and you've, you've been in the trenches, in the meeting rooms, preparing game plans. You know, I know you have a hand in offensive quality control as well there uh, for the Washington football team, and you've had the opportunity to work with some great coaches, I'm sure, and some great running backs as well. Christian McCaffrey uh, in Carolina before this, Antonio Gibson, of course, J.D. McKissick, who I know – doesn't get kind of the national landscape love, but he's he's a favorite running back of mine. I, you know, I just I just kind of like the way that he executes the game. What similarity do you see from from guys like that and the personality or characteristics that you think are kind of an absolute must that a running back has to bring with him into the NFL in order to be successful? It's the work ethic. Um, you have to understand each and every play, each and every protection to be really good. And, um, you know, you have to trust what's going to happen sometimes before you see it um, or you don't see it at all. You just have to trust that everyone's going to block who they're supposed to block. And um, I think that's the most important thing that we continue to stress each and every day with our guys now is just, you know, knowing our assignments and trusting that process. And you know, they put in a lot of work to be really good each and every week. So we're definitely proud of the, the strides we made in our running back room. Absolutely. And, and mentorship is, is huge and coaching matters. Right? That's something that a lot of fans don't fully understand, but it's kind of hard to when you're not in the in the infrastructure and seeing the way uh, that an NFL team really gets put together. Coaching definitely matters. And you've been working with Coach Rivera now for a little while. But Randy Jordan is someone that you've really only worked with in Washington, as, as I understand it. Uh, can you talk about that mentorship aspect and and how Coach Jordan has helped you in the time that you've had with him to kind of expand on your foundation that you already had when you joined the staff? Yeah, Randy's been fantastic. Um, I mean, I've been so fortunate to work with great guys everywhere I've been, you know, working with Jake Peets in Carolina, Lance Taylor in Carolina, Jericho Cotter in Carolina, just, you know, guys that have been great to anything I have to ask, I feel comfortable to ask them. They'll, they'll let me know what's up and um, any help that I need or, or just sometimes just going in the, the room to chat and have a good time. You know, Randy's a really funny guy with a great personality. So he's always keeping things light and having a good time. So, uh, it's been great to work with him, uh, with our running backs, and, you know, he, he's a constant mentor for me. And, you know, the, the military and football have a, have a very uh, passionate uh, relationship going through time. I mean, military members playing the league, and, of course, military members just love watching football, whether you're deployed or just on the weekend or what have you. So there's, there's a very tight connection there between uh, the two communities. You also have a very tight connection with Coach Locus as you guys uh, go through this coaching experience, setting history, even if you didn't intend to, still setting history. Uh, that's very important. Your running backs are going to be facing off against her defensive linemen this weekend as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come into town. What do you expect to see from that Buccaneers defense, and how do you plan on uh, on getting around those guys like Vita Vea, William Golson, and Dominican Sue? Yeah, they, uh, they have a really good group. Obviously, they're D-line. We had some experience playing against them last year in the playoff game, but, um, you know, we're excited for the challenge. You know, we're putting in a, a really good game plan and, um, you know, I know our guys will be ready. So I'm excited for, for Sunday. Absolutely. And coach your story. I mean, you kind of, you worked your way, right? You, you went out there and you networked and, and you kind of made your, your got your own foot in the door and, and kind of maneuvered, maneuvered yourself to be in the right position at the right time to take advantage of opportunities. But of course there are programs out there and, and there are programs for veteran veterans, women's, 
uh, veteran women that are that are uh, partnerships are in partnership with USAA for part of this project as well. And there has also been an expansion of NFL projects. Uh, Bruce Arians of Tampa Bay, Ron Rivera has been in a supporter of those projects as well. Now programs are being put in place that maybe you didn't have the advantage of having those, but can you speak to some of the people out there who maybe are, are looking up to you and and looking to maybe be the next coach king as, as they come up in the ranks and the importance of taking advantage of those opportunities or grinding and finding those network chances? Yeah, I think it's, it's so important to to use those programs and utilize any resources that you can to to gain knowledge and experience and also meet people. Um, you know, coaching is a people business and there are a lot of programs now, as you mentioned, available to, to meet people. And uh, it's important to do that, to not only grow your knowledge of the, the sport, but also, you know, meet other people in the business. It's, it's, it's funny now, people that I've met um, two or three years ago when I was just getting my foot in the door in the NFL, you know, running, running across them now when we play other teams. And sometimes it's people you kind of forgot about, but it's like, oh man, you know, it's like a little reunion to see them now doing really good things in the league as well. So, um, you know, it's so important to meet those people and, and really gain and build your knowledge. Absolutely. And then coach, I mean, you and coach Logan setting history, right? Being the first two women, uh, full-time assistant coaches in the NFL, but that's, that's not the end of the, of the journey, right? I think you guys have plenty of time left in your career. What's what's next for for Coach King? What do you envision is the next step? Yeah, for me, you know, I think I, I got here by just concentrating on what's what's in the moment. And um, that's something I continue to do. It's just whatever I can do to help our backs uh, be the best that they can be and hopefully the best in the league. And, um, you know, working hard each and every day will get you opportunities. But I'm not really looking too far ahead at what's next um, other than just Sunday at the moment. But, you know, just being the best that we can be and, you know, yeah. me being a personal best coach I can be. Yeah, I love that attitude. I love that approach to the game and to your profession as well. Washington football team assistant running back coach Jennifer King on Twitter at Jennifer King five. One of the most active coaches on Twitter. Definitely make sure uh, you throw her a follow if you aren't already. Follow the career, follow the person and the messages. Of course, shout out to USAA uh, for helping set this up. Coach, good luck this weekend against the Buccaneers. Good luck with your running back group and good luck uh, with the rest of the season. Thank you. I appreciate uh, spending time with you and obviously appreciate USAA. Um, just official sponsor of Suits of Service Weekend coming up and all the great things they do. And, you know, thank you for your service as well. So it was a Absolutely. pleasure speaking with you. Appreciate you. Come back, put the icing on the cake. Something Ron Rivera said about Chase Young. Next, right here on LOWFT. All right, guys, you know by now Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. But did you know how healthy it was for you? That's right. If you're craving a chocolate bar, if you're craving chocolate of any sort, instead of going for the regular stuff with all the sugar, fat, and calories, instead of going for a chocolate chip cookie or a chocolate bowl of ice cream, why don't you go to your cabinet and grab a healthy tasting, delicious milk bar. Whatever flavor you want, there's so many of them. Peanut butter chocolate is mine. You might like salted caramel, cherry barcia, David loves mint brownie, coconut almond, whatever you want. This month, Built is coming out with new limited time flavors each and every three to four days. So check out their website, oftenbuilt.com. You don't want to miss out, guys. You can get whatever you want there. You can put a couple of packages together. Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, not waxy, not chalky, not hard to get down your throat. And again, very, very healthy. So why miss out? Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at Built.com.
All right, so we wrap up this particular episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Thanks for being with us. We will have a crossover Thursday edition with James Yarko of Locked On Bucks. I'll be hosting that. Why? Well, you know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um, so Jay, Jay Gruden, Ron Rivera, I talked to Jay Gruden on Tuesday, every Tuesday for football at four on my radio show with Pete Bedhurst, the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. A great, great conversation. Although we didn't talk much about the Washington football team uh, really at all uh, this particular week. Well, because there was no game. Uh, as they get set for the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady, who hates 17-game schedules, and I don't blame him, I do too. Uh, Tom Brady is smart. Uh, I am smart. And anybody that says more football is uh, great for the game is not paying attention. Let's just call it that. All right. Anyway, Ron Rivera called out Chase Young and Montez Sweat right before the uh, bye break was over to Mike Silver of WashingtonFootball.com. And then again, he was asked about it on Monday in the press conference. Uh, and here's what he said, quote, we would like to see a little bit more from those guys. They need to stop pressing and trust their teammates. Sometimes when a guy tries to chip them, instead of running through the chip and blowing that guy up, you'll see them duck underneath or slip around and miss a chance to make a play. Sometimes Chase starts outside and plants his leg and cuts inside because he's trying to make a play. And the quarterback gets flushed to the outside. If Chase stays outside, he has an easy sack. But instead, he dives underneath. Uh, first of all, I think this is a more than reasonable, very more than reasonable criticism. Uh, I think it's refreshing and honest. You're not going to get this out of Jack Del Rio, who's not going to tell you anything. Uh, Jack Del Rio does not want to criticize anybody. He does not want to say anything. He does not want to reveal anything. So it's got to come from Ron Rivera. And Ron Rivera is the right person to do it. He's the head coach. He's the grand poobah of the organization. Uh, and that's it. And he drafted Chase Young, and that's what he can say and what he has to say. I have no problem at all with Ron being honest. I mean, he's not being the, even that critical. He's just being honest. He's right. Chase Young has tried to, uh, my partner Pete Medhurst, when we had him on our radio show, we also had a version of that, a different interview here on the podcast. If you missed that, go back a couple of weeks, uh, and you can find it easy in the archives uh, when Chase Young joined us. Uh, my partner, Pete Medehurst, asked him about being ridden out of the play by the offensive tackle, maybe a little bit too wide. I think that has kind of gotten into Chase Young's mind a little bit because in the last couple of weeks, you've seen at times he'll start his rush and it'll kind of be like a jump to the outside. And then he'll kind of do a basketball crossover move uh, to the inside and attack the tackles inside shoulder or usually you know, his right shoulder and maybe the guard's outside shoulder or his left shoulder and attack that gap. And what Ron is basically saying is, no, 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 we don't want him to do that, really. We want him to stay outside, A, to seal and contain a mobile quarterback or a run to that side. B, more importantly, like quarterbacks are being flushed from the inside pressure of uh Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Tim Settle, Matt Ioannidis, so on and so forth, that they're scrambling and basically running towards the tackles and, and away from the middle of the pocket, which makes sense, right? That interior pressure is flushing them. And his point, Ron's, is that if Montez Sweat and Chase Young, 
Now, he specifically went into more detail on Chase. So, you know, you take that for what it's worth. Maybe it's because Montez was hurt, not going to play the next couple of weeks. But basically, he said if Chase stays outside, he has an easy sack. I don't think this is an unfair criticism. I think this is a very valid criticism. I'm not saying that Chase Young would have monster numbers, but Chase Young has to play more discipline. I think Ron has been worried about Chase's maturity and Chase handling everything for a while. I mean, he repeatedly said he was worried over the offseason and in training camp about his team's maturity and whatever. He never said Chase by name, but I wonder if he meant Chase directly because Chase was out in Los Angeles being a movie star, being a, a TV star, being a model, being whatever, and not really at the OTAs. So the bottom line is this. Uh, Chase Young has to get a little bit more disciplined if he is going to have a monster second half. Whether he can or not, I don't know. Without Montez Sweat, that's probably going to be harder because you would think teams would be more likely to focus even more on Chase Young than they already are, but certainly more so without Montez Sweat. I thought it was interesting. I have no problem with uh, the criticism. Uh, some people do. I don't get that. I don't get that at all. Uh, if you want Jack Del Rio is not going to say anything, then okay. Uh, but we ask our coaches to be honest, right? If he said Chase is having a great year and uh, doing all sorts of wonderful things, you guys would be crushing. You guys would be crushing Ron Rivera. So you can't crush him for signaling out a player and for being honest, and for being transparent. So good on wrong. Uh, and here's hoping Chase Young uh, gets going in a significant sort of way in the second half. All right, that's going to do it for us on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Thanks for being uh, with us. As always, again, I'll have a crossover Thursday edition with James Jarko of the Locked On Bucks podcast. We appreciate you making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL podcast as they cover everything NFL in 30 minutes or less for your second listen of the day. Thanks for being with us. Again, for David Harrison, thanks to Jennifer King. USAA, thanks to you for listening and always being supportive of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.